This is what happens when we fall. There's all kinds of stuff wrapped up in it. There's all kinds of stuff for our hearts, for the depths of our psychology, for who we are, for human relationships. You can't trust God. He's not really good. He won't provide for you. Out of all of that comes this this idea that, hey, I've got more than you. i got to take care of myself first and all these other things. And the ball begins to roll and the ripples move out. Jesus says, let's get back behind that. Let's make a simple, new, fresh start. And so Jesus, in good order, before them all, he takes of the stuff that is shared from the people. Jesus, in his very incarnate life, has humbled himself to share our need of each other. He has come to a place where he shares the fact that we simply need each other. And his taking in community is a recognition that I am not self-sufficient. I don't have everything I need by myself. I must work together and receive the fruit of the labor of others in order for my life to go on. And Jesus then looks up to heaven and blesses, or when he does these same four acts in his last supper, he gives thanks. He'll do these same four acts again in another chapter when he'll do another miracle feeding in Matthew. These are an intentional pattern for Jesus, these four. And he'll give thanks. And in the giving thanks, he's saying a lot. He's saying, God, you are good. God, you can be trusted. God, life is a gift. Thank you. And then he breaks it. And in the breaking, he then is saying, we share together. It isn't simply that I take from the labor of others. But it's that I take and then I, what I have is then broken to be shared with others in order that the whole community might thrive. And then he gives it to the disciples and the disciples give it to the people. There is hierarchy in the spiritual realm. It's just a hierarchy for service. And therefore it's a hierarchy that's good and brings life to others rather than subjugation. Jesus, in that moment, out in the wilderness, is telling his disciples how to begin in a, yes, highly symbolic, but also a very simple and practical way of community together, how to begin to remake the world, to make the way for his fulfillment of all things and his creation of his whole new world. He's going then to do it at the Last Supper. Paul will pick up on these, and as we heard in our Corinthian lesson, Paul will remind us, that it's been passed down to us, that these are the four things that Jesus did. And Paul will say, therefore, we do them right here. And so we do them every week right here. We do them, yes, to remember Jesus doing them in his Last Supper. And we do them as a rite, R-I-T-E, as in order, yes, in order to pick up on the symbolic stuff. But we also do them with the larger picture in mind. We also do them to say all of those things about life as a whole 
and about our role together in them and our role in doing them in general. The next thing that happens is Jesus makes his disciples get in the boat. It's the only place in the Gospels where that particular verb is used, that he makes somebody do something. We don't want to leave you, Lord. No, get in the boat. He makes them go. And then they're out there, and the storm comes up, and he comes walking across the water. What is he doing? Is he just kind of saying, ha-ha, I have power over nature, look at me. And he invites Peter to get out. Is he signaling that someday we have flippant power over nature? No. In the creation, he's gotten back behind Genesis 3. In the creation in Genesis 1, there's chaos over the primeval deep. And the Spirit of God hovers over the deep. And when the Spirit of God hovers over the deep, out of that is brought a creation that is ordered and good for life and which is deemed repeatedly by God to be good. Jesus has sent his disciples, this new community, out over the chaos of the deep. And now he, in his person, the embodiment of the Spirit, having the Spirit without limit, is hovering over the waters. Get it? New creation. And he invites even Peter to come as part of new creation and walk on the water. And it's, it's a, Peter's okay with it, but then he flips out when he realizes, right? You want to get really crazy symbolic deep? When Peter gets too much self-consciousness, he starts to sink. Genesis chapter 3, they took on too much self-consciousness. Instead of being able to live in a freedom that doesn't think about themselves at all, but just lives. And then Peter begins to sink. And Jesus rescues them. And Jesus gets there, and then come the best words in the whole chapter. Take courage. I am. Do not be afraid. Take courage. I am. The loaded I am. Do not be afraid. Friends, when we come to this table every week, we are in liturgy, symbolically walking through what it means for us as a little body of Christ, larger body, to do our share of bringing into the present world now God's new reality and his new kingdom, his new world, his new creation. And yes, it matters that we do it as a RITE right in the liturgy, but it is meant to point beyond itself as well. And it's meant to remind us. So we, we, we bring together our offerings, financial and also the food that we have and all the rest. We bring that here. And then it is brought and we take, the celebrant takes, of the work of all of your hands and the labor of your lives. One of the quiet prayers that a celebrant will pray at the table as things are being set up is, is the celebrant will put his or her hand over the over the bread and pray, thank you, Father, for this bread, the work of human hands. May it be unto us the body of our Lord Jesus. It's saying we need each other in order for our lives to be fulfilled. Thank you, Lord, for the fruit of this cup. May this fruit of this cup be unto us. The, the work of human hands and the passage of time, may it be unto us the blood of our Lord Jesus. And then we give thanks 
the, the long stuff that the celebrant says up at the front is called the Great Thanksgiving. And in it, something really important happens. We're reminded that our Lord Jesus took, gave thanks, broke, and gave out. More importantly, and this one changes a bit depending on which, which right we're using, we hear stuff like this. We give you thanks and praise, Holy Father, living God, supreme over the world, creator, provider, savior, and giver. From a wandering nomad, you created your family. For a rebellious crowd, you sent your prophets. In these last days, you have sent us your son, your perfect image, bringing your kingdom, revealing your will, dying, rising, reigning, remaking your people for yourself. Through him, you have poured out your Holy Spirit, filling us with light and life. What are we doing? We are speaking truth about who God is into space and time and created reality. When the cynical accuser insinuates that God isn't good, God's people get together at this table and speak truth about the character of God. And that is a part of the great thanksgiving. And we give thanks. And in giving thanks, yes, we're thanking him that we're at this table, but we're thanking him for the whole of our lives. And then it is broken. And it's broken to say that which I have given, whether it's you know my financial offering or whether it's the work of my hands or whether it's the sowing that I've done or whatever it is, that that I have given is given from me freely to you, God, to then be used in the growing of the life of this community. And then it's given, and it's given out, and we come to the table, and we are all simply sinners coming to get the cup of redemption. And there's a beautiful and true equality at the Lord's table. It's real, and it's a pointer beyond itself as well. And as we walk in it and realize all that's going on with it, things open up that are beyond what we could figure out, that are beyond the sum of who we are. There's a beautiful simplicity, and there's a space for God to move. And Jesus opened that up that day in the wild, and he invites us into it as well. Let's pray, friends. Lord, I invite you to say to each one of us now in our own hearts, to simply say, I am. Take courage and not be afraid.